Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! See, something happened in the last five years that it's not easy to do computer shit anymore. Yeah, it's it's even getting harder to get programs at a low rate. That's everything was so easy for some time, but now it's just like years. It still exists. You just got to do more work to get it. Yeah, and I don't have time. No, I don't really either. My Excel is on the fritz right now. I got to figure out how to get a code on that shit. Yeah, I'm not paying for Microsoft Word. Look, oh no, you got to lay off X videos. You got (laughs) to. I just I know people watching the podcast have been like. Why does he keep getting up during the podcast over and over again? And now on this episode, they finally know why. Uh, it's because that's where you scoop all your comedians from. It's, it's now spamming your life. <laughs> I do love that. Shout out. Great comedian. Aaliyah Janine. Yo, that shit was hilarious was for real on her podcast. How to do drugs. But she's a former porn star, and I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't. I just knew her from comedy. and Same. Shit. The homie Voss, when I posted it, he pointed it out, and I said, oh, shows you how much I know. Yeah, he was like, that's the thing. Did you see what I said after that? I said, I don't know if we have the licensing for that. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I'm a more amateur guy. <laughs> I forget shit. Where was I at the other day? And a comedian had a joke. Jordan Rock. Shout out Jordan Rock. I was opening up for him in uh, Rockland, Mass. And he had a joke where he was like, I don't like amateur porn because the backgrounds are too cluttered. <laughs> Yo, that's good shit. That shit. But we had a comedy show. We had, it was record store weekend. Yep, yep. I mean, so that's kind of a gimmick, and I'm kind of like, kind of a fuck record store kind of guy because it's kind of corporate and so I didn't. I was kind of promoting it as that, but more like my grand opening, more like fuck record store day. It's the but cra- how long cra- have you been grand opening. Um, I opened on December 11th. Uh, I. Was that four months now? My four months? Damn. Fuck. So almost a full quarter at this point. But it, I mean, it was winter and only four. That's wild. You really made a fucking imprint in four months. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, hopefully it's only up for here. It's it's gonna be. I mean, I'm trying to like. What were you doing before that? Uh, I worked in retail, so I mean, it's just another form of this. But I was working for somebody else. You know what I mean? Worked for, for Whole Foods and Sprouts and like shit like that. So like. Over the pandemic, just like everyone else, it was like, what else can I do besides this shit? I used it basically as an excuse to take three months off at the beginning of 2021. And I started listing records on Discogs and I made $2,000 in three days. Because I wasn't buying up records and flipping them? No, I already had them. I've been collecting since 1996. Um, a lot of that being punk rock, because I mean, in the 90s when vinyl was dead, punk rock and hardcore were still really relevant. And that's what I mean, you go buy seven inches of local bands and shit like that. So like that started the vinyl fix. And then but you had all these rare. Yeah, rare I mean, uh, over the years, I've learned to like grab extras on things that I thought were really dope or things that were somewhat highly sought after that I saw, you know what I mean? Like that. So I like stashed them away. Yeah. And uh, 
So I'm always telling people or telling family members or my girlfriend that I'm reinvesting, I'm reinvesting. <laughs> and then turns out I really fucking was. And it really worked. So when you were, I always, I always, <clears throat> I'm not a vinyl collector. I'm a hoodie collector. Like that's, that's the thing. You should I see the mountain do. of hoodies in my room. I don't even have a place to keep them all. It's kind of disgusting. I have a double wide closet that's literally just color coordinated hoodies. Like I have, I have, I have band t-shirts in a similar fashion. I like I that's what I collect with vinyls. So I, like when you started collecting, like when you got your first rare ones, were they ones that you just had a really good taste in music and you knew and you were like, oh, these guys ended up being big. Or were you like looking out for these? This is going to be big. I wasn't really focused on that. I just was focused on what I like to listen to. It just so happens that what I like to listen to a lot of other people enjoy too. Mm -hmm. Like my store isn't really like a pop oriented store. Like it's kind of really underground focused because I've always kind of been underground. Yeah, it's all like right there. UFO Thief. Like and Vanderslice, shout out Vanderslice. Shout out Vanderslice. I hope he's okay right now. He's <laughs> fine. Is he? He's fine. Is he? I don't yeah. think so. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I shout out UFO Beam, though. Like, what other place would have that or have true fucking West Side Doom? You well, got shout out Josiah the Gift, Rome Streets, Mar Planet Rock Asia, Marcy. and then you got Mariah Carey Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> 350. How the really? fuck that happened, nobody knows. Damn. And then you got Zarface. Yep. Behind us. I guess you can't really see. You got more mugs. DJ mugs and Rome Streets. This is one of my favorite, the Craven. Oh, man. The Craven and Ransom. Great record. And then that Hank the Third, although country is an amazing record and literally will probably never ever get reissued. And then there's like a punk rock record there too that it'll probably sit there for a while because so you just like collected the music you wanted yeah and it turned out to and be I, like when it got to it got to the point like i said I, I started slinging on discogs and i was like oh shit i can make something out of this so then i went to supply and demand shout out mark big time shout out because that Dude. was huge that was pivotal for like i met guy grams i met jay royale all these guys that came through here this weekend that's where the was fuck jay i met them. Here? he didn't make it he okay, was unfortunately was... still in germany um oh what shout out good for him for yeah being able to shout out shout out just herm we're doing a pun. <laughs> so I love G. That's so we have a we, we have a commentator or a, a, spe, a spectator, not commentator. We're the commentators. What's his Instagram? <laughs> Just Herm. Shout out Just Herm. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was so funny. But um, when you started collecting were you just doing it because you like collecting you weren't thinking yeah. about it as being like a, no. a full-time i honestly didn't even know this was a thing until the pandemic this i literally this wasn't like a dream i know motherfuckers are always like oh this is my dream to own a record store yada 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 no it's just it just happened i was just like oh fuck i can make a living and not work for some other asshole that is just treating me like shit so now at this point, if this store gets big enough, then I save my girlfriend from the same shitty fate. And that's you know what I'm the saying? dream. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck working for somebody else. If you can open your own business, do it. Save your money. Do what you can. Get the fuck out of the, the rat race. And it's just because you were a fan first. Yeah. I've been collecting for 25 years. And I when I opened this, I had $100,000 worth of records in my house. And I put 50000 worth in this store alone. 
<laughs> and when I opened, it was not very thick. You were here like almost opening weekend. It was not like it isn't like. Yeah. When I first came, that was I just sold like two months worth of records in two days. And it doesn't even hardly look like we sold anything. Honestly, it looks pretty damn good in here still. <laughs> I'm impressed. Honestly, I held out. But I started this podcast not interviewing rappers, interviewing comedians about self-help. And yeah. I just loved rap. And like I loved it. I collected. I would go to the shows. I would meet, try to meet them just because I loved their music. And it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. So it's funny. It's kind of crazy that like so the pandemic's a horrible thing, but at the same time, I mean, it kind of boosted a lot of people's morale in a way to make them do other things outside of their comfort zone, if you well, will. It's like people adapting to a situation. Yeah. Can you adapt yeah. to a situation? And if you're if you can get out of that fucking rat race, it honestly made my life my been this is the best my life's ever been. Congratulations. Fucking hands down. And everybody, everybody, it's funny. Um so there were a lot of people here. Oh, it was amazing. There were a lot of people here on record store day. Incredible. So many great musicians, but you didn't really get to enjoy it because you were working. That yeah. Was, yeah. You get to enjoy that. You get to reap the benefits. Yo, shout out, it. Mr. Green. I fucking love all the shit you do. I didn't even know you were in the motherfucking building. So when I found out you were here, I went, oh, my God. So that shit is sick. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. And I heard that you enjoyed it. So that's the illest shit. Yeah, he dude that I got to talk to Mr. Green. Like, Yo, I don't care about a podcast in the end, but that I just get to talk to him was fucking wild. So man. dope. Just all the people that came like I don't get everybody. All the like regular dudes have been coming in like every Line week since I opened door. fucking screw tape. Shout out screw tape. Best dude. People thought he worked here. He was promoting my shit so heavily. <laughs> He just loves his friends and he promotes them all. Suplex. I literally thought Screw Tape worked at Suplex when I first met him. Really? Shout out uh, Mike from Mike Suplex, Suplex for like, sure. All these people, they're all pivotal in my success. PQ. I got to meet PQ for the first Dude. time in person. Like made the flyer too. Sick. Such. Some community. It's but like the didn't... greatest community. It's this is like the punk rock in the 90s that I felt like like the love. You know what yeah. I mean? But just because of something that you when you were started collecting and as a kid, you didn't think about what it would like come to. No, fuck no. And then it comes to this and then you're like, oh, shit, I can keep doing this. That's why you gave me an opportunity to do the comedy show here. And Yo, I that was shit worried was so no fun. one was going to show up. I told you you need more than 15 seats. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we got 30 seats and we sold it out. We sold over 30 tickets. Yeah, there's people just chilling in the back on the bench and shit, too. And it was like that was cool that it was all because of just like being a fan of the music. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> it's dope that it's just so, so relevant that it's like a community thing. Again, it's not just like some random shit on the radio. Yeah. And now you do get to look back and maybe the next one. Now you can enjoy more because you'll figure out. No, a fuck. No, I have no employees. This shit's tough. <laughs> yeah, you are here every day. All day. Yeah, no, I live here every day. But Tuesday, that's why I need Tuesday off. So I can go <laughs> hang out with my girlfriend and we could chill. <laughs> <laughs> but I end up here on Tuesday anyway. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. How many people do you think were here? I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Maybe like 100, 120. It depends at one time or how many came through the day. I bet uh, 300 or so throughout the day come circling. You know what I mean? Because there was also people that came in yesterday that were like, oh, shit. It was so happening on Saturday. I couldn't even get in, but I still want to come in and check out what you have. 
So I still like sold a bunch of records yesterday and time went so fast. I did shit. It was four o'clock before I knew it. I went home and took a break before we had to do the comedy show. <laughs> oh, yeah. You needed that break. This weekend has been wild. What are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow for your day off? Nothing. <laughs> Fucking nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to chill. I can't wait. Just like, yeah, just check out. What was the first uh, first record you sold? You said when you got like two grand in three days. Oh, the first, like big record you sold. I was one of the Griselda joints because I was that was like my because I was like, oh, damn, I got all these. I had so many. I have triples and doubles and because I've been sucking up Griselda records since 2017, late 2017. When did you hear him for the first time? So at first I heard, I think it was on the Planet Asia Buddha, Golden Buddha record. I think mm. that was pretty huge in like putting me back on hip hop real heavily. Also that Joey Badass 1999, that literally like I was like only metal and punk rock at that minute in time. And then that 1999 record came out and I was like immediately like, oh, fuck, I love hip hop again. Because really? like I started like when Joey. I was a kid, it was always about like the Biggie and the Tupac. And I loved all that shit. But then like once I got punk rock, or found punk rock. I was too punk rock for that shit. You know what I mean? It was such a like kind of a dumb thing to do. But then like other dudes started like listening and like pointing me onto like Tribe Called Quest and shit like that. And I was like, oh shit, it's cool to listen to hip hop or it's like accepted because I was like kind of just following the trend. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then like I was following that, but then like 2005, 2006, like I mean, hip hop just it wasn't as e as accessible. Like it wasn't on it wasn't a fucking Instagram. It was, I mean. Shit like that, it wasn't as easy to find like the good underground hip hop. And I was living in Denver. So I was like back to punk rock. And it's not, I always need the shows. I always need new music. I'm constantly digging. There's always new shit in here because I'm constantly digging. So then I go back to Denver and I'm like back into that shit. And so then I picked up the, the Joey and I'm like, all right, hip hop again. How did you find the Joey? That's a good question. I don't even fucking know. It just kind of popped into your life. Yeah, it, it put me back. It really did kind of, I guess, in a way, because uh, and then I started seeing him and then like I started seeing a lot did more hip hop on the cover. Or did you did you know him beforehand? I had the mixtape. Somebody had put me on. I was like starting to fuck around with that piff and shit like okay, that. Okay, All right. But mm -hmm. I'm, but yeah, now I go back and I listen to that Golden, Golden Buddha record. I'm like, oh, shit, there's a West Side Gun feature on here. Or like there's a there was a DJ Skiz record that I was playing. I was like, oh, fuck, there's a Conway feature on here. Yeah. So like all those things that I didn't really I wasn't paying attention at the time closely enough. But now I look back, I'm like, oh, I actually been listening to them longer. But I've only been buying their stuff since like 17. And what was that first one? The first record you bought? Uh, Benny stabbed Benny and 38 special stabbed and shot. I got it at the same drop with a friend of ours and I got it in Indiana because we were moving here from Denver. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the highway. I was like, oh, fuck, I hope I can get this drop because it was still like early on and they were like starting to gain momentum. So I was like, oh, fuck, it's going to sell out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. that Stabbed and Shot record sat there for like weeks. Damn. Yeah, weeks. That's such a good record. I fucking love it. I, I remember hearing Binoculars for the first time. Man, all those verses on there back and forth. I want to see those dudes go back and like do a I, show like that. I got to go to their show in Niagara Falls, <laughs> which was crazy. I'm sure. And like just the love the that Benny shows love to me is like crazy to me that's ill it's like it's still wild like that's we're that's, all just I people remember, dude just he just he yeah. can just talk good i remember i saw a beloved off of reject 2 was the first griselda song i ever heard dope 
And it was put on a playlist. I don't even know why. On Apple Music, they have like a new music playlist. And it was 2015. So that's when it was like dropping. And I don't even listen to all the songs, but it was the cover, you know, the back cover of Khan's Bullet Wounds. Yeah. Just like a weird ass silhouette esque picture of his bullet wounds. It's funny. Jess Herm wrote a piece about reject too. He did. And I read it. And it was really fun. I was great. reading it this morning. And then I was like, Oh shit, I got to check out of the hotel again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really well written. And I listened to that song and Benny's the first rapper. It's mock. It's Benny. And it's con. Wes isn't even on the track. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that exact moment. It listening to that song and that's what i was wondering about the joey badass thing because i like remember the first like oh yeah uh, i'm kind of cloudy i mean i lived in denver for 13 years i mean i smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> so I understand. and then i got it's so funny when you have um you allegedly uh took some substances on record store day oh yeah <laughs> i i mean i'm alleged i'm an alleged line stepper habitual i'm a habitual line stepper let's say that i fucking (laughs) after record store day shamil and i took mushrooms and drove to wilmington whoa (laughs) yo (laughs) well i uh, it was a great trip i assume i've been to chicago detroit new york and i'll drive through like keeps you awake wilmington as long as you don't it's go- one of the worst places oh. I've ever seen. There was a, a you apparently shooting. haven't driven through Nebraska. There was a shooting, <laughs> like cops investigating a shooting within 30 seconds of us pulling into that's sketchy. <laughs> We're like, oh shit. <laughs> that's a big oh shit, especially when you're altered. And then, like, within a mile, though, it's like the worst than the like skyscrapers and then the mansions it's really weird the south is weird this is delaware oh i thought you were talking about wilmington north carolina this is oh no delaware like, oh like 30 20 minutes, minutes away yeah no I oh, i'm love, sorry we didn't drive to the south uh, that's why i was blown away i was like holy fuck you really did it um, no <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's probably because I got a homie that lives in or has a house and has a house there. So when someone says Wilmington, that's what I think. I don't think Delaware, even though it's my closest neighbor. Delaware's so close. Yeah, that's so funny. Delaware. Okay, well, that's not scary at all. I thought you drove hours. I was all, all, damn, you really were doing it. The stupidest (laughs) thing I've probably ever done in my life. No, that's not true. The stupidest thing I can say on (laughs) microphone that I did in my life was took mushrooms in Boston and drove to New York and then just had to sit in traffic for the whole drive, just tripping. Yo, that sounds awful. (laughs) Sometimes we make bad decisions. It's all good. At least you're good now. You ever have any, like, crazy trips? Uh, Not so many crazy. I, uh... Me and a really good friend when we were in Denver used to spend a lot of time hanging out on the table. Friend that we met? No, no, no. I I did meet him by way of this other person, but uh, we would spend a lot of time up on the table Mesa, which is like the end of the plains, the beginning of the mountains. So it's just like a big raised flat plateau, basically. And we just go all night up there from like nine at night until like four in the morning, just like walking around just aimlessly. It was some of the best. And then one time we went to Waterworld and Waterworld is. So we went to Waterworld and we each had a tab and 
it was the greatest four hours of my life. We were just, we spent like the whole time on like the super slides, you know, them shits that are like four stories tall and they slide down. So then there was this other dude up there and he clearly knew that we were having fun. And he goes, all right, on this round, you got to give your loudest war cry. <laughs> so, so I fucking mounted up on that shit and I dropped down and, I, and I'm all, oh, <laughs> like I couldn't die. It was so fun. There was no war in me. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I gotta go to Waterworld tripping. Yo, I had a season pass for Waterworld at one point, and we would literally just go every Monday and hit all the rides and leave. And then the next Monday we'd go back and hit them all again and leave. Were you born in Denver? No, I was born in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, like two hours north. Why'd you go out there? Why did I go to Denver? Because mm-hmm. there wasn't shit going on here for me. Or not here, but there. I mean, I grew up in like a one horse town kind of area, but it was like Wilkesbury had like a really good music scene. So that's huge and like bringing me here too. So why Denver? Well, all the all the really good homies, a lot of the fools, a lot of the guys that came through here on Saturday were all uh, were all moving out there because they were going to school. They went to like CU Boulder and like shit like that. So then I was working. I literally didn't have a job the entire summer, and I worked at a gas station for eight days. And then my homie called me and he's like, "Yo." I'm going to Denver if you want to go with or I'm going. He was, they lived in Golden. He's like, I'm going to Colorado. If you want to go with me, just get in the car. And he was like, you can sleep on the couch until you get a job. And so I got in the car with one hundred twenty five dollars and I moved to Denver. How, how, how old were you? Twenty one. Damn. Yeah. So I moved to Denver with one hundred twenty five dollars and I didn't get a job for a month. Instead, I skated every single day for seven hours like it was my job for like for like a month straight until I ran out of money. $125 over a month. You did a pretty good That's job. That's a lot of fucking ramen. <laughs> that is. So, that is. so uh, I finally got a shitty job and I just like bounced around shitty job after shitty job. And then I got a job at Sprouts and I eventually made my way back because they paid for me to move back. So that was cool. So, uh, you know, I mean, I got to move back home for free, basically. What was your dream before that? I didn't really have one, I don't think. I didn't really have much that I gave a shit about, to be honest. If there's one thing you know about me, it's that I don't give a fuck. But you do now. Sort of. Depends on the situation. This? Yeah. You have to. But like, we ran over an hour late on Saturday. We ran over an hour late yesterday. Did did, did you see me give a fuck? No, no, I don't. And I appreciate that. But you have to give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck, but I give a fuck. Yeah, same. You know what it is. Yeah. But if you, you have can a- only give enough fucks to not get overwhelmed with bullshit, because if you care too much, then the stupidity pulls you down. But you now have something that when you talk about it, you talk with a passion oh. and a love for that, like is something that you want to nurture and grow. Yeah, no, this we're going to own this shit. Believe that those dudes are rotten Island and me and whoever wants to get in on this East Coast fucking boat. Let's fucking collab. Let's do shit. Let's make it happen. It's back. Rap hip hop is so relevant. It's the sickest thing I've ever seen. Maybe it's re- it's really like how the punk rock culture was for me growing up in Wilkes-Barre in the 90s, like it's unbelievable. I can't even explain the feeling. You just have to experience it. You have to come to the shop. You have to come to the shows and like you do. You 100% do you. The, That's like shipping. Like 
it's an experience. You got to come in here. It's like coming to my house. You know what I mean? It is. And like, you see, like, first time that was right when you opened. Yeah, it was literally like two weeks, maybe not even after I opened. And you just hit me up and I had nothing to do in Philly that night. And you were like, come by. And I was like, I definitely should. I want to see all the Griselda shit. Like, and man, I've come by, you know, like, this is awesome. This now feels like a home in Philly because it is. What do you think? What do you think's different about hip hop now? Like, what do you think that feeling is that brings everyone together to grow forward? forward? I don't know. I, maybe I just wasn't, you know, I, I can't say because like I said, I was so far into punk rock and like hardcore and shit. I got to be honest, I didn't buy. So I was listening to hip hop or whatever, but I didn't buy my first hip hop vinyl until 2010. Big L lifestyles of the rich and dangerous lifestyles of the poor and dangerous. That was your first. That's my first hip hop LP ever. What made you buy that one? Because it's the greatest fucking hip hop record ever made. I have a big L tattoo. Like I heard he's shysty, though. And I was like, damn, I have a big L tattoo. And that fool was like robbing drug dealers and shit. I'm like. (laughs) I'm like, damn. Yeah, but who was? Who, who, yeah, who doesn't? At have least a bad he was time? real. He wasn't just saying bullshit like that. Yeah. She was talking real game. Yeah, but that was the first rap record. How did had you heard it before that? Or did oh you yeah, I worked at I worked at KB Toys at one point when I was a teenager, and this kid that I worked with fucking put me on that shit. He had the tape of uh, what's the one after Ristel's Platinum? Uh, the second record. I can't remember what the hell it's called right now. But he like had a cassette of that and he put me on it. He's like, oh, you like Notorious B.I.G.? You ever hear a big L? It's like, no. I was like, oh, fuck, this is sick. And so that's like my favorite. Anyone ever tell you that? There's a reason I'm saying this. I'm okay. thinking of a wording so I don't offend you when I I'm say, literally not offendable. I know, Unless you talk really. some shit about my family or my girlfriend, you can say all the shit you want, really. Was there anyone in your life that told you you being obsessive was bad? I don't know that I'm really obsessive to an, to a point. I have control over everything that I do. I like I would say recognize collecting that. before. Like, was there anyone And the reason? <laughs> no. That's why I didn't want to offend you is the reason is. Yeah, is I had an ex tell me that I was too. And this is a direct quote. So if anyone too autistic about Griselda. That's a weird way to say it, but because I was so obsessed, like obsessed it, over it. And it's so funny now that that obsession is the thing that was my introduction into the world of like doing what I want. So that's what I'm saying is like your records was anyone. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure I promise you that Amanda was not stoked to move a thousand records from Denver to Philly. Neither were the three other homies that helped me do it. Like, it's really awesome how supportive she is and that she's always it's really cool. Like, I love I love I love you guys as a couple. Like, it's it is. It's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. She's definitely I couldn't do it without her. There's no way I don't even drive. How the fuck would I get everything here? Have you ever driven? I haven't had a license since May of 2004. God damn. Just because I don't give a shit. I did. I did go through the I did go through the motions when I lived in Denver. But Pennsylvania is corrupt as fuck. And they sent me back a, a letter saying everything I had to do. So I did it all. I sent them the money I needed to sent them my license to like 
turn it in to get it suspended, all that shit. And then they sent me a letter back saying that I still owed the money, even though I paid them everything that I was supposed to. So then on the letter, it says there's two phone lines, one for out of state and one for the in-state. If you're out of state, and you try and call that in-state line. It doesn't work. If you call from the out of state line, nobody was answering. So I literally just said, fuck it. And literally since that day, I whatever. And I live in a city that if I want, if I drive, I want to jump out of my skin. So it's like, yeah, that, I, I can't imagine that. I've I put 50 over 50,000 miles in my car in the last month, a year and a year. I put over 50,000 miles on my car. I can't imagine wow. not driving for and, real, though. Uh, in Philly, it's so much different because Amanda just finds a parking spot that you don't have to move forever. And literally your car sits there. We'll sit there for like a month. Now that I have the shop, it's different because she comes down like every Sunday and like or every Saturday and hangs out. But it's like prior to that, it would literally sit for three months. Imagine not having to drive for three months, how much better your life would be. I need to drive. You do? I do need to drive. Oh, I man. Need, it's where I find peace is in driving. That's why I couldn't imagine not driving at all. I I need. Yeah, that's my fucking. I don't live in my car, but I live in my car. If you know, what got I mean. you like I prefer to not spend all my life sitting in traffic. That shit makes me insane. So I just pass it on my bike. <laughs> but you. <laughs> but what if you want to go to a dope ass show in Baltimore? Then I take the bus. It's literally twenty dollars round trip for the mega bus, and all I got to do is sit there. All right, but you can't smoke. Same with New York. I don't give a fuck. I can make it two hours. I'm not a, that much of a fiend. Come on now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> all right. Like driving to Buffalo, seven Edibles. hours. I need to smoke. Eat an edible. I need to smoke. All right. That joke about me smoking weed in my car. Yeah. Is true as shit. <laughs> I was doing a show uh, on 420. Yo, did I tell you I got roofied on 420? I read Yo, that joke was hilarious, by the way. The hot girl summer. Oh, I laughed so hard about that. <laughs> and that's 100%. Okay. So Why? true story. True story on 420 after my show. I got roofied. And I'm also getting flown to Miami next week. So I went, is that what a hot girl summer is? <laughs> but why? But Who? Or do you not I, know? I any? have no idea. So I did my show and I had a white claw, which is I already knew I fucked up. And I know this sounds like <laughs> you got what the fuck you got coming to you. Then, and I, guess. I left my white claw with a female friend. You might have saved her ass, though, really like. And I th I honestly think that's what happened is I went out to smoke after my set. I had a great set like hey, you killed it last night, too. Good job. Thank man. you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. So I had a good set. I don't always have good set, <laughs> but I had a good set that night. I get my white claw. I leave it with a female friend. I go outside to smoke. I come back in. I start drinking it, and within 15 minutes, I feel like I'm about to pass out. Like wow, everything you that quick, huh? Everything you imagine, like a roofie to be. Maybe it was a half hour, but like I've done a lot of research. I've talked to a lot of people who have been roofie. I was like, because you were like, what the fuck happened? Like legit, I had to make myself vomit. I just kept trying to like. I was out in my car afterwards, just Jesus, trying to make dude. myself vomit because I couldn't remember shit. I couldn't like talk. Oh, that's scary. To friends and they were like you're not making sense. Like you're literally not speaking words. Fuck, dude. It was wild. Yo, that's scary. It was crazy. But I do, I'm happy that that chick didn't get roofed. Yeah. And I think the reason I was able to vomit it up is because it was probably for a smaller person. Wow. 
Not to imagine bring how, down. Imagine, those imagine how sad that dude was when he saw her still <laughs> kicking it. <laughs> That's fucked up to say, but it's just fucking true. Dang, nabbit. <laughs> I wasted it on him. And you're in the back all. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, I was fucked. Maybe he was aiming for you. You never know. You never know. I didn't. <laughs> and then, oh, I don't even remember the point of saying that story. <laughs> uh, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. People want me to tell, talk about people being offended. This isn't offended, but like, I feel like if I tell that story on stage, if any female would had been roofied, it would just like trigger them really bad. Yeah, so I, it's I mean, hard. that's not a terrible thing to look at. Like, I, uh, I don't want to make anyone upset. No, like, I like to toe the line, but I don't like Absolutely. to push it like too bad. I like to push it, but not in that aspect. Those things are kind of I've had. Yeah. Personal I mean, things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had cops threaten to arrest me after shows. I've had people throw drinks at me when I was starting off. Like I've had been threatened to been murdered. What? Like, yeah. Bro. Where? On Cape Cod and Massachusetts. Wow. Every, yeah, I've had some wild. <laughs> how, but how dare you bring, bring these black people to our town? <laughs> Yo, I know about Massachusetts. Don't that, try and play with me. <laughs> that Actually, it's crazy. Bro, I was dressed how I normally dress like this. And my boy Julio was dressed nice. Yo, Polo. somebody answered a phone. What the I fuck? know. What the fuck? <laughs> the person's probably listening to the podcast and being like, God damn it. <laughs> that was during my call. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I think it's funny as fuck. And I, it plays into we are literally in a store in the midday right now. Yeah. Shut down to do yeah. the podcast. But anyway, this is my boy Julio's dressed real nice. Julio's been on the podcast. And this woman is clutching her purse around him. I was like, yo, I feel so I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. That's Cape ridiculous. Horrible. Yo, like real, real shit, though. Like, you think we're good? She's going to rob you inside of Dunkin Donuts while we're waiting in line. Like, yo, I hate that shit. White people are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. It was so. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why people fuck with me because i know how i look and sound when i walk in like when i was when i yo real shit the, you know what i say about you behind your back what if you don't like sam buck you're probably a fucking dick <laughs> thank you man you're one of the fucking dopest dudes like everybody i've ever talked to like i fucking love sam thank you man no doubt that i'll love here, dude i'll yo. love here like i honestly will always if anyone needs any like uh, this is the place i'll tell them and uh, you're the person that like this is yours and i'll tell him to come talk to you but thanks man i love you for this like Appreciate thanks for doing that. this what was a uh, damn now i got all emotional i forgot what i was oh, talking you can cry? about no <laughs> yo you make conway cry so now my goal is to make you cry yeah, so oh, i remember what i was talking about i remember what i was talking about when i was in conway's green room for the first time his security thought i wasn't supposed to be there <laughs> and walks up to him and is like points right at me he's like you want me to get him out of there here and God, like, no <laughs> i just thought that yo that is so that is super funny but i'm not almost surprised either though no, like you were saying you definitely look more nerdy than most people at that party i'm sure yeah it's so funny because like comedians are so di like my comedy friends are so like different yeah like i have the funniest comedy friends yeah all the all the homies over here like last night were Jay crazy you met shamil those are two of my best Dude, they friends. were so like, funny that shit was gold 
that was a shout out Vishnu. Vishnu killed it. Shout yeah, out incredible. Sydney Gant, the one who was tripping with the. And he yo, was supposed to go up earlier. Yo, that that dude literally had me crying. No, no joke. I was tears. Yo, I've seen George Carlin. I've seen. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. When I graduated high school in 2003, my family was mad poor. So my gift was not a party, but me and my dad just went to see George Carlin. And that shit is irreplaceable. That's like, amazing. Yeah. Incredible. I have a George Carlin portrait on my thigh now. Wait, do you? Yeah. And it says you can. Uh, it's OK to take your pants off right now. No. <laughs> it's, it says it's OK to to prick your finger. Just don't finger your prick. <laughs> and I had my dad pick that quote for me because I said, yo, old man, what I'm going to get a George Cor- Carlin portrait on my thigh to like commemorate us going to that show. What do you think it should say? And he like my dad knows the jokes that well. Damn. So you did you grow up as a fan of comedy like your dad played you comedy and shit? Yeah, I definitely grew up on like Carlin and like shit, all kinds of shit like that. Like a lot of the old school dudes, even like my like grandmother would always play like the Johnny Carson reruns and shit during the day, shit like that. So, yeah, I kind of grew up on comedy pretty heavily. I This is the most out of touch with comedy that I've probably been in my life, really, because like I saw kind of shit I've seen fucking. Chappelle, I've seen. I've never seen Chappelle. I've seen Charlie Murphy a couple times. I've seen. Like, Rest in peace. R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. Like I thought I was gonna be late to this. Sh- well, we were late to this show. It was in Denver at the Comedy Works. This little tiny ass place. And I was like, "Fuck, we're gonna have the worst seats." We literally got the last two seats in the very front row. Like I got put my feet on the stage, and like he was like me to you away. It was unbelievable. Like I could smell him. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> that is fucking. Crazy. It was one of the funniest nights of my life. I've, I mean, all kinds of crazy shit. I could go on and on. Like, I've seen lots of comedians. Best show? Comedy-wise? Yeah, then I want to hear or, the best show you've ever been to. Okay. So that's a tough one. Obviously, George Carlin is tough to beat. You know what I mean? But uh, John Hall, my shout-out John Hall, um, homeboy that was here over the weekend from Denver. Him and I went to uh, Dave Chappelle's 41st birthday at Red Rocks. Yo, Ashley Larry, Donnell Rollins open for him. Um, I'm cool on that. Uh, Biz Marquee did a DJ set. Damn. Him, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Biz Marquee. Fuck. Uh, Chappelle and him played played uh, just a friend together. <laughs> Yo, so like the so Chappelle just gets done with his set and he's like, all right. So everyone's telling me that we got to go do an after party at like this place or that place or whatever. He's like, we all spent all this money. I just want to hang out with you. So uh, I brought Biz Marquee. And we're just going to kick and he's going to like spin the set. And it was so sick. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Man, I've always wanted to. Yo, Dave, why is your shit so expensive now? I mean, I know the stock's going up, but goddamn, son. It is mad expensive. That's mad expensive. I'm not mad. I'm just fucking saying. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a Makami record. (laughs) (laughs) Or an MP3. Apparently MP3s are just as expensive now. (laughs) Just don't tell them the blog site, so I stop getting that shit for free. <laughs> That's so I'm funny. only joking. Uh, it was so I was the that Rome Streets DJ mugs. Yo, that survived through two days now. I can't believe it. I didn't That's tell crazy. anyone I had that in the tuck for record store day, and apparently they just didn't realize it. I don't know. I just got to meet DJ Mugs for the first time. Was he dope? He knew who I was, which made me Whoa. shit my pants. <laughs> Yo, I probably would. Honestly, if you walked in here, I might do the same. I it's just, like it's like Mr. Green saying he knew me from stand up. Someone had sent him me 
doing stand-up, which if you watch any of my stand-up clips on Instagram, they're the dumbest jokes in the whole world. Like they're funny, but they're dumb, you know. Yeah, like, but they're good. They're one good one. So exactly. dude, Gilbert Godfrey made a RIP Gilbert Godfrey. Everyone's dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> RIP <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey made a whole lifetime career off of fucking one-liners, dude. Yeah. But I like telling the stories that and this was the first time. That's why I had to thank you and all that. Is because that's the first time I've been able to tell jokes in front of an audience that knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could never be able to. Every time I tell jokes, I have to explain who I am (laughs) and my world within the first minute of the set. Like, I have to be like. I have a podcast where I interview rappers like you know, I made Conway like, the Machine cry and but, everyone just, just sits there. But no one knows who. They, so it's like <laughs> I could even talk about Ito. That shit about yeah, Ito. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could talk about the shit about TF here. And it was. Yeah, that was cool. For well, me. let's do it. We'll do it again. It'll be fun. It's that was because I always it's so hard to explain to people who I am and then get into the joke. So that's why I have a lot of jokes that are just like. It's all right. It's, joke, those joke, are funny bro. too, though. Exactly. I like your joke jokes are just fine. But you know what? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, imagine. It's funny thinking like comedians that you love, you know who they are. So when you go to see them, you already know who they are. So they don't have to explain a certain level of shit. Cause that's so you already know that. So they just said you already know that. So I don't even have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I like the come up because you have to figure out how to explain who you are and tell because no one knows who you are. Yeah, and not that anybody like everyone in that room knew who I was, but like more people than Definitely. normally did. So Significantly, like a different a different feeling. That's awesome. It's like a rapper, uh, a rap show, like. A rapper who no one knows and he has to just go up there and just get your attention, get your attention is way different than you're like, oh, I know this song. You know, it's funny that you bring that up. Just random tangent like uh, Migs on the shout out Migs, sick artist all around pen game tight art words. Um, Saturday was like a skate video, in my opinion. You had Migs who was like. Maybe not a legend, but he is fucking sick and he got everyone's attention. He got everyone in the room. And then you put the best at the last or the best is last reef legendary, yeah. like been in the game forever. You know what I mean? And that's he how you make a skate it. video. You get everyone's attention with the first part and the last part. You just crush their skull. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I totally do. That's why people when I do these shows like this, because I did the uh, one in New York. Oh, the chair guys. I mean, oh, all right. All right. Don't you worry, everybody listening. <laughs> We didn't die. <laughs> Everything's okay. The chairs from the event yesterday. Yeah, they finally got them. Not finally, but they finally, came. Yeah, get they them. came and get the chairs. We rented chairs and tables, and I'm telling you, I really was worried no one was going to show up. Really? <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm gonna. I have two vendors coming. I have all these chairs. You have to stay open late. I was like, I prayed people were going to come. I had faith. I knew they were coming because <laughs> I was saying <laughs> shout out. I'll, I'll shout out your Instagram. Just her. <laughs> I, I was just saying that it's like it's hard for like I'm three years of into doing stand up comedy serious. I've been doing comedy for eight years, stand up for six, three years serious. And it's like I never thought it's like a dream to be able to like 
I bought 30 chairs. I sold over 30 tickets. Sell out a show in a city that's not mine. Like, that's Props. crazy. Thank Congratulations. You. But that's because of you, too. I gave you... I don't even know. I don't think I have you on Facebook, but I wrote something on Facebook. I gave oh, yeah, no. Out. I deleted my Facebook because we'll fuck that noise. <laughs> I don't care. You give off no Facebook energy. No, I'm not. I'm not social media guy. If you haven't noticed, I'm not great at it. Um, I post kind of... Five a day is that my goal at this moment in time, but like I am not good at it. But you don't need it because you're not shipping. You're doing no, I get that, but but it's cool to like have an entity on there because it reaches everyone in the city. Like I'll post some shit, be like, oh, I just got this in, and someone run down and grab it. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's not just at this point, it's reaching farther into the city than it had been. It was just like around the country, but now it's really like focused here. Instagram's huge. Like, think about trying to start a business in 1996 and all you had is word of mouth. Yeah, I always think about that. And I ask rappers this who have been around a long time. Yeah, hustling mix CDs, dog. easier now or then? And at first they're like, of course it's easier now, duh. But then it's like, yeah, but there's so much too. So, so much noise. Yeah, You have to like break through. Yeah. That it's there like wasn't before. People nonstop in your ear, like right there at the door. Like it's like ready in your pocket all day. Somebody's heckling you. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Or like, there's always a more records to buy. Like, you can't buy all the records. Yeah, like, for real. You know, I can't interview everybody I want to. And at one point, before I was on tour doing stand up, I was doing three episodes a week. I'm down to two episodes a week. Yeah, I noticed when you did that. But still, like, I even then I was like, I have so many more people I want to talk to. I can't even get it. At least you it's, still have. That's good that you still have that. You don't want to run out of people. Never, no, because I want longevity in it. Absolutely. What was your like point of doing the no shipping, like keeping it low key, fuck record store well, day mentality? Because I'm just a DIY punk rock dude. That's just all I've ever been. So it's like I want to keep it community. Like, like the love that was in that room. You can't ship that shit in a box. Flat out. Uh, and it's just a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. fuck, yeah. I'm already here every day of my life. Do I really need to just go home and put things in a box and then go to the post office? No, fuck that. You also don't need to because there's enough. What is it about the Philly scene that there's enough like people who love this type of shit that it like? I mean, it's not. I don't know. That's just Philly. I mean, it's just so close. to. I mean, we got Jersey across the bridge and Del Wilmington is 20 minutes away. Yeah, I told this motherfucker, I was like, after record store day, I took mushrooms and I drove to Will Wilmington. And he was like, you drove to Nebraska? No, not Nebraska. No, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> Delaware, Delaware, <laughs> but Grotto Pizza is there. And I grew up on that shit, even though it's just corny ass boardwalk pizza. It's pretty damn good. So mm. get some generic ass boardwalk pizza from Grotto when you go to Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think a place like this could survive everywhere. No, I couldn't do this in Denver. No fucking way. Not only would the rent be outrageous, there's just there's only 650,000 people in the whole city. You know what I mean? We're here. We got like 1.5 million people. Philly's not easy. But you also have with. a rap scene. Yeah, kind of. 100, maybe not the rap scene you like, but... No, 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 no not about what I like, but if you want to, like, really compare them, I mean, Phillies is... I mean, how many rap shows happen? And, you know, I mean, it was, like, Griselda shows. I don't know about the underground shows because I'm not here, but, I mean, my dude, 1990 Morgue, I know he does, like, crazy house shows, and that shit looks insanely popping. But I just thought... Yeah, you're right. Is it? Is it just what I'm listening but to But I not? just mean, like, okay... When I think of Philly, I'm 24, so I like different shit too. 
Like I think of Uzi. Yeah, that's true. Like Meek Mill. Yeah, that's like, true. That's all. But that that's rap to me. That's not hip hop to me. Is there a different? I don't know the mm, difference. Okay, that's a fine see, line. All right, can we talk about that? Because that's yeah. I don't even. I don't. It's all this. So is it? Punk I don't even want to say. Rock? I feel like you I'm gonna I mean? get in. I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for anything no, I'm not, I say. Oh, I know. I probably just pissed everybody off. Uzi to me is the same. My two top listened to artists last year were West Side Gun and YNJ. YNJ is the coochie man from Detroit. Okay. Like, I don't, I honestly I don't know, even know what I that know, is. I know you don't. Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I literally live underground the, to like, the point I'll that play, it limits me. It's like the most like opposite of West Side Gun. And I, I like it all. I like the dumbest comedy to the most smart comedy. Like, yeah, I respect that too. It's like rap and hip hop. Of course, there's a difference. But to me, it's all the same because it's like, what if you separate it, then it separates the fan base yeah too. i guess yeah you're right that's true to me it's always just been like krs one's on the sick of it all record so it's like hip-hop is underground there's that song like krs so he's like naming all the mcs are underground because that's hip-hop you know what i mean so but that's dude, like i under like but i'm not disagreeing are, are like crime that. apple or Rome fucking street love, love them all like and those are people that if you like rap you have no idea no who those people like when people like when people come up to me and they're like oh that's cool who have you interviewed there's not <laughs> many people i can name that you might you might know conway but you might yeah. not even know, know conway maybe you know future islands and you know that i had sam herring the singer of future islands on but you might not know future islands like do you know future islands no have clue. you ever heard of them like they were the number one viewed band that's ever been on Letterman. Wow. They're like an electro pop band. They're that's huge. Cool. They sell out like, damn, but no one, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's so funny to me because it's like, but that's the same. They're so big, but so like exactly niche. like crime. But then I tell some people that I've interviewed Conway or crime and they're like, oh, shit. Literally, it's just such a. But if you had asked most people. No one would really know who I've interviewed. Yeah, yeah. True. Or even what I listen to. True. <laughs> I have that problem here. Do you know how many people walk in here and just look around and look confused and leave? Mm. They don't even push a rack. They just see what's on the wall and they're like, what the hell? What is this? Where did, Where am I? Yeah. Which, that's fine. I didn't make that. I didn't make it for them. They can go down to the pop store down the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. I think the most pop thing that I'm listening to at the moment is probably like Denzel Curry. You got the Mariah Carey record. I'm not fucking listening to that. You should spin it right now. No, hell no. I don't want to break all the windows out of my building. (laughs) (laughs) Denzel Curry. Yo, that new Denzel Curry record is so sick. I asked you earlier what the best show you ever went to was. and We have to talk about that. But I do want to say I saw, you know, the band Horror with nines instead of R's. I've seen it, but I don't know what it is. They're like punk rap. Okay. And I saw them, Denzel Curry and Ghostface Kill It. Whoa. What is Denzel like live? I'm real curious about that guy. Uh, a lot of moshing. Sick. It's like mostly a mosh Sick. Uh, show. Honestly. I don't love a lot of the records personally that much. I really like the last one he did and I really like the new one, but the other ones are kind of. Oh, see, I like his older stuff. I don't like his newer stuff. Why? I, um,. I thought he was the best of the South Florida movement. Okay. 
And then he got uh, away from the South Florida sound and evolved. And that's nothing against him. But he evolved into a sound that I don't really enjoy really? as much as when I like when Ultimate came out, it wasn't even popular. I heard it. It had like 5000 streams on it. And I was like, he's like, I am the one, the one. Like, yeah, yeah. When I first I was like, oh, my fucking God. Thanks for coming. Oh, my God. What is this shit? So like I and then he released like Zeltron with like Lil Ugly Mane. Yo, know you know, like Lil Ugly. One of my really good friends, Arthur, he produced one of the Ugly Mane CD like albums. Real, yeah. I love my Lil homie Lil Arthur. Ugly. Shout out Arthur. He fucking has a a studio right over here, literally like a block away, oh, where he really? works and like does a lot of stuff like metal and punk rock. Where like he uh, Ugly Mane kind of like falls into that category a little bit. That's so fun. I love that dude. Best show you've been to. Um, it's probably not. All right. Yo, that do you know how hard that pop. is? I've been to literally maybe hundreds of thousands of shows at like multiple points in my life. I was going to like four shows a week. Like to pick that is so difficult. One of the best. Let's just say a top three. How's that? All right. In no specific order either, because it's too hard to decipher. I once uh Motorhead, Dio, and Iron Maiden at Madison Square Garden sold out, which was unbelievable, like unbelievable. And that was like 2003. So like Lemmy wasn't like a puppet just up there all half dead. And like it was sick. It was one of the sickest shows I've ever seen in my life, hands down. Um, I saw Benny's Plugs I Met tour at the Sony Music Hall in New York. And that shit was unbelievable. Like he had Black Thought. And like, were you there by chance? No, Did you I go wasn't to that? That one. It was unreal. He had like all these dope ass Buffalo stage props and shit. You know, it was it was a super good show. Um, that song with Black Thoughts named after that place right down the street. Oh yeah, for sure. Ishka Bibbles. It's a uh, it's a decent cheesesteak. It's better, better, probably better than Jim's. But you said you had it, so I didn't want to get a second. I like one the today. chicken cheesesteak. Oh I'm yeah, thinking. that's right. a good thing too. Third best show. Um, probably the first time I ever saw Sleep. Do you know who Sleep is? No. It's like crushingly heavy stoner metal. Okay, my dad loves that type. So it's there. like if you took Black Sabbath and made it way heavier, like, like the same, doo. just like the, yeah, the tone and everything. But the real slow, like. It was so heavy that it like, after the show, I felt like I was assaulted by multiple people just from like the guitars, <laughs> like battering me. It was so intense. Like we were probably 20 people from the stage and his guitars were blowing my pant legs. It was crushing. Yeah. Where was it? It was at the Gothic Theater in Denver, which, oh, dude, it sounded immaculate. And then I would like give a give a shout out for the neurosis shows that I've seen. Another metal band like metal shows are sick, dude. I mean, I love hip hop shows, but I mean, yeah. I've seen so many punk rock and metal shows. It's hard to compete with. Mm. Like, no, I feel you. I like that's why this is so I like like folkier music live. I've, I'll do like Curvile. We were talking about Curvile, like or like him yeah. live is one of some of the best experiences. Absolutely. It's I mean, heavy, I've seen Willie Nelson like, live a few times. That's pretty fucking incredible. I bet that's fucking. I quit my job at Whole Foods to see Willie Nelson. 
I swear to God. I told them I had a family emergency. I got so I got two tickets for 60 bucks and they were $60 a piece, right? I got them on Craigslist. I was like, it's supposed to be there till 10 o'clock. So I like ran up to the to my boss and I was like, I got a family emergency and I gotta go. And he's like, What's your emergency? I was like, it doesn't matter. Just know that it happened and I gotta go. And I went to the Willie Nelson show and then they came back and he fired me. Did you know you went to Willie Nelson? No. <laughs> but then another funny story real quick about that is later on, like a Thanksgiving, I was driving through the parking lot. And I see him sitting outside and I go, hey, Gary. And he looks up. I go, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got a double double kicks on that fool. Got a good show and I got to tell him to piss off. And then you just blasted Willie Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey River all day. Man, thank you for doing this. Yo, thank you. Thanks I appreciate it. I'm yo, happy we come met. Back. I'm happy we became friends. Yeah, come move to Philly. Yo, me and Screw Tape, we'll hang out with you every day. I do have to come to Philly. I will. I might not move. I'll get in a, Jay and I will get an apartment. Don't be scared. Come to Crate Diggers. We're only, we're the softest, hardest city you've ever been to. We, love, your, we love you and hate you at the, the same time. 7-Eleven South 4th Street. Come down and holler at me. I'm here every day, but Tuesday. I'm um, always spinning records. You need some knowledge. I got some pretty vast knowledge. I don't know shit about the radio, but underground, I got you. I apologize for my legs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>